All right, what is up, Speak Juice Sports? This is Bert. I'm once again joined by Tay, and today we are going over uh, the week three of the NFL season, and we're just talking about the games and what went on. Uh, Timestamps are down below. If you want to go check that out, just skip around. Uh, feel free. Uh, but yeah, let, let's just jump right into it. So Thursday night game wasn't that exciting. You it, know, it was, it was it was kind of a blowout once the second half started. Yeah, Panthers very very Texans. very. It was a very slow start. I kind of watched the first half of the game. Um, it was kind of, it was a really slow start to it. Uh, I thought the Panthers would get more of an early lead, and they didn't. They kind of were struggling a little bit, which kind of surprised me. But I think that had a lot to do with Chris McCaffrey getting hurt in the first yeah. half, which is a big loss for them. But um, otherwise, they just kind of expect the game. We knew everybody knew the Panthers were going to win that game. Yeah, there was a lot of big injuries this week in general. Chris McCaffrey was one of them. Uh, DJ Moore also got shooken up, but he came back to the game. Uh Honestly, I was kind of impressed by Davis Mills. I, he definitely outperformed what I thought he was going to do. No interceptions is the biggest compliment I can give yeah, him. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's against a really good Panthers defense, which only got better uh, because they yeah, made a trade. I, I, hats off to Davis Mills for stepping in for Tyrod and filling in for Deshaun Watson and actually, you know, giving him some, uh, I guess, some type of uh, production. But, uh, can't really do much in Houston. There's not much going on there. So, yeah, he's doing his best with what he has. Yeah, and Sam Darnold keeps going. Congrats to him. He's doing great. I, I could Lighten see his it team. I could I'm see rooting. him going on a big winning streak. Yeah. Let's go to Washington versus Buffalo. This was this is a hard game to watch. Uh, it was fun in the beginning, and then the Bills just ran away with it. Like, Honestly, I still think they should give the ball to Antonio Gibson more. I, I know this was a uh, – uh, the Bills are a really good team at stopping the run, but, like, throw him the ball more. Because they threw him a screen pass, and he, he brought it for 70 and a touchdown. Like Only had two targets. He should have at least had way more targets. Um, I know I know J.D. McKissick only had five touches, but I, if watching the game, it seemed like that important parts of the game when they're trying to work their way back. Gibson's not on the field, and I don't understand what Ron Rivera's whole plan is with the with Gibson. I mean, he's your bell cow back, obviously. There's no doubt that he's more talented than McKissick. I just don't understand what's the point of not having him in the game when you're down. You need your playmakers in the game to bring you back, and you have him sitting on the sideline. I imagine he's probably going to voice his frustration soon because I feel like this has happened every week so far. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he is just as good of a receiver as J.D. McKissick, if not better. And like we just saw, he has a he has a higher potential because he has the speed to take a simple screen pass, bring it home. Like, absolutely, he needs to be seeing he needs to be seeing more targets. Terry McLaurin, I was kind of surprised he only got seven. I thought I thought they were going to target him more, but Tredavious White obviously was on, and that's kind of yeah, difficult. It's kind of, hard, it's kind of hard to get open. I would say this was the Cole Beasley show for sure. Yeah. Um, which is really surprising to me. I mean, you know, he's he's not the, a guy you would think, you know, just have a, a big, huge game like this. But uh, Emmanuel Sanders also had two touchdowns, which is really good. They also – because they need another uh, – they just need another target to go to other than Stephon. I know Gabriel Davis trying to work his way back from injury. So Emmanuel, step, step, Emmanuel Sanders stepping up and getting two touchdowns this game shows that how explosive this offense is. This is obviously one of the best offenses in the, in the league yep. and with an amazing receiving core. Um, also, the running backs are improving. Zach Moss looks like he can't go down. It's like he's a freaking truck out there. It's impossible to take him down, and he's very patient with his runs. I like the way he runs the yeah. ball. Singletary is 
is way faster than what he was last year. You can see the uh, improvement in his speed. So this 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 Bills offense is deadly. It really is. Honestly, I think they should. I still think they should take away more work from Singletary and give it to Zach Moss. Zach Moss was really impressive. Yeah. And he ran against a, a typically good line with with Washington. So it, Washington fans should be a little concerned about their secondary defense. Yeah. Defense, secondary man. the most the line they just kind of had a bad night you know they happened yeah. but i thought their sec i think their secondary is really concerning uh i thought i thought they improved with the william jackson signing and then they then they bring in um you know cam curls back collins is back yep. you draft st juice who seemed like he was playing way above his um his potential that what they thought he was going to be uh fuller's there I mean, it seems like they have all the right pieces to make this work, and it's just not working. Every week, it seems like the secondary is just lost. I don't know if it's the defensive coordinator scheme. I did notice they're, run, they're running a lot of cover, too. And, I mean, you know, a lot of these teams are picking that apart. You guys got to switch it up. Yeah. It seems like they run these same coverages over and over and over again, and teams just know what to expect. Yeah, it feels like they don't, they don't adjust in-game as much yeah. as they should. Like, they just kind of have a game plan, and they completely stick with it no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I'm not too worried for Washington because they just they saw two really really good opponents off, in the yeah. first three weeks: Chargers and Bills. Those are two top offenses, right? So, I'm not too concerned about them. Uh, the biggest test for them is going to be against Dallas. We're going to see what what they can do against Dallas because Dallas absolutely. is really rising up right now. Yeah, absolutely. But the Bills, they finally got back to form. Yeah, this was, this 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 was definitely a, the first home game. It was was it the first home game for them? They started two games on the road. Um, let me check that. It no, this is their second. Their first home game was against the Steelers, week one. Okay, so this is kind of the tune-up game. This is the game the fans wanted to see. Yeah, it's the tune-up game where they kind of let Josh Allen be Josh Allen and throw the ball as much as he wants, mm-hmm. and they kind of just let the offense flow how it usually does. Um, honestly, I think, I think the rushing helped a lot because. Those, yeah. those those first couple of weeks, Josh Allen was throwing like fifty times, but they they weren't getting much production on the ground. But with Zach Moss emerging, I mean that's going to really help this offense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean Singletary and Moss both had ten plus carries. So whenever both your running backs are getting ten plus carries, you know that the run game is doing great. It's doing lovely. Um, and Josh Allen still had forty throws. Like, <laughs> yeah, thirty two for forty three with three fifty eight. I mean, listen, the, the, Josh Allen has a laser. He has a laser arm. He's amazingly accurate with, with all with the majority of his passes. He has a couple of wild throws every now and then, but I mean, this this, this guy seems like he's he's definitely going to win MVP soon. I feel like and maybe within the next year or two. I don't know about this year. He could win it this year. He's not over with, but I think for sure within the next year or two, he'll definitely have one under his belt. Honestly, I think. We'll make we'll make a separate video on this, but I think he yeah, can yeah. win offensive player of the year. I think I think that's what oh, he's gonna get this year. Easily, easily, yeah. Uh yeah, let's let's go ahead and jump to the most um disappointing game of the week, in my opinion. Chicago versus Cleveland. Matt Nagy, what are you doing? What are you this this was the worst design game plan for a, a amazing dynamic talent? You go and draft this guy in the first round. You get, I mean, how, how many weeks did they get? They get maybe what he had two months, two three months, to to to, to prep for this day. The day comes and you and this is what you bring. Uh, Justin Fields got sacked nine times, and I believe on seven of them, 
it's five man protection against their rushing six or seven. He's just getting he's just getting hit and there's people coming free. I think I, I remember blatantly one play, uh, Jeremiah Wusu J- Jock comes blazing down the middle, just lights him up. He doesn't even see it coming. I mean, I, th- I think uh, he gets what 0.7 seconds to throw the ball. That's ridiculous. Mad Nagy, you need to do better. Help your quarterback, build him up. You can't you can't just let this guy and throw him out there for the wolves and expect him to do great when he's playing uh, above average uh, pass rush. This is this is a great pass rush. If you don't have some type of plan in motion to protect him, to make it easier for him to uh, have a big impact on the game like he should have, then he's going to fail like we all saw. And I don't want everybody going around saying, "Hey, look, maybe Justin Fields is a bust. Maybe this, maybe that." Let's let's give him let's give him a better game plan. Uh, a, you know, not such a great pass rush team. I think he'll succeed. But I mean, this 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 was definitely just a bad game for him to start against. Yeah, Miles Garrett had four and a half sacks on Justin Fields. That's, that's ridiculous. He had basically half the sacks against them. And honestly, what makes me the most frustrated is that I feel like they didn't change the game plan from Andy Dalton to Justin Fields. They just kind of threw Andy Dalton's playbook out there for Fields. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. It's like, I, I don't know how much preparation they did going into this game, but it doesn't seem like they did much because the, the play calling was really, really bad. The line play was really bad. The, 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 I'm not sure if it was the blocking uh, schemes or if it was just missed blocking. But, I mean, like you said, like, there were times where literally there were five guys going up against, like, six or seven. It's like, how are you going to stop that? Like, There's no stopping it. There's yeah, no it, running back help. They got him in, they got him in empty. These teams are blitzing six, seven. These teams are blitzing, round of blitzing six, seven guys. And he's running to empty. And they don't, they don't give him an, an option to audible back to bring the running back back. So, it's mm-hmm. like you just set them up for failure. And Justin Fields is a rookie, so, like, you can't expect him to make those reads right off the bat. He's got to mm-hmm. have experience for that. So he doesn't know what's coming half the time. And that's on the coach to be like, okay, wait, hold up. We, we got to change this play up. We got to have more guys protecting. It, it's just, it, it was such a bad game plan for Matt Nagy. And I, I, I feel like he doesn't know how to properly utilize his talent because he did not properly utilize David Montgomery for most of his career so far. And David Montgomery is a really good running back. Like, He's a great running back. He's, he should be, he should be, he should produce him, be producing way more than what he is every year. Yeah, by any means, yep. he has every every intangible that you would want in a running back. He has it, and, it, and just failed, breaks, they failed to use him. He's so hard to tackle. He breaks so yes, many absolutely. Like, and they and, also have Allen Robinson. It's not like they don't have pieces. They have so many yes, pieces. They have so many pieces, and it just seems like they just they're not making them work for what he has. Yeah, this this is this this offense could be amazing. This could really be a really good offense. Darnell Mooney's there with Allen Robinson. You have Marquise Goodwin, who's a speedster. Cole Komet, who's good. Jimmy Graham is the veteran who just, you know, you could just uh, dink and dime to every now and then when you need him to. I mean, they have the pieces there for Justin Fields to succeed. It's just a matter of the OC and Matt Nagy really coming up with a very, very good game plan for a dynamic quarterback that you guys have. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of Lamar's Lamar Jackson's rookie year when they kept using Joe Flacco's playbook from Mark Jackson, obviously, or Lamar Jackson, and obviously that didn't work. Like, no, not at all. You can't, you can have a pocket passer playbook for a scrambling quarterback. And you saw what happened in the playoffs. They got picked apart. They got destroyed in the playoffs that year. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I don't really know what to say. Justin Fields, I mean, everyone's seen the stats about how bad they were offensively. Justin Fields only had 68 yards passing. Uh, that was, that. that's too more yards than Justin Tucker's field goal kick. Field goal kick yeah, exactly. 
and he had more. He had more. He got sacked more times than he completed a pass. Than he completed passes in the game. Yep. That should never happen with any starting quarterback. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with him. I want everybody to know. Go back and watch the game film. There's there's plenty of it on YouTube. You can go back and watch it. This is not his fault. This is the worst game plan I've ever seen for a rookie quarterback. Um, it just seemed like Matt Nagy wanted him to fail. It seems like Matt Nagy wants him to be the bust. And, and it's and it's sad to say, but that's what it looks like. Yeah. And honestly, if it was if it was Andy Dalton that was out there, he might have gotten sacked 12 times. 12 times. Literally. There, there was there was moments where Justin Fields did evade sacks because he is mobile. And it, it, I mean, it wasn't often, but you know, it, it, it's just so, it's so tough to do good when your line is just butter. I mean, that, yeah, this, that's what was happening to Ravens in week one. Like it's, it's, it's very hard to succeed, yeah. but hopefully they come back next week. And they now they're talking about uh, all three are an option to start next week, which I think is ridiculous. I think you give Fields another shot, give him a better game plan. And you know, make things work easier for him. You got to slow the game down for him. Make it easier for him. Don't try to get him to adjust just immediately. Make it easier for him. You know, let him work his game, and then you know, continuously speed it up week to week. Don't just throw it in if you go full one hundred miles per hour immediately. Yeah. And next week is is a game you should start him again. You should start Justin Fields if you want him to build any type of confidence because this is against the Lions, the own three Lions. Yes. One thousand. I expect David Montgomery to eat, which makes Justin Fields' job easier which should help the entire offense. And it, it, honestly, if they don't start Justin Fields here, I would be pretty frustrated if I was a Bears fan because this is this is when you want your rookie quarterback to play and get minutes is against bad teams. That is that is a morale booster for sure. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm worried about his confidence, though. I, I don't know if yeah. this is affecting him mentally. A game, a, a game like that, you get sacked nine times in the game. I mean, I, I could imagine what, it, what he's going through. Yeah. I just hope he doesn't kind of end up doing what like Lamar Jackson did at one point was where his line was just so bad. The second he felt any type of pressure, he just started like getting ready to run because he probably knew that they were just going to blow right by him. Yeah. Like week one. Um, but yeah. Well, speaking of, speaking of the Ravens, uh, we should probably jump to that game. Oh, shout out Cleveland though. That was a great game by Cleveland offensively yes. as well. Cleveland offensively, you guys performed well. Odell, you had a Odell had a pretty decent game on his, on his uh, first game back from injury. Kareem Hunt, uh, Kareem Hunt lit it up this week. Kareem Hunt, he is obviously showing why we were we said this earlier in the year. This is the best running back committee in the NFL, easily. And this is this is one of those times where you I I prefer running a committee here because Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are both extremely talented, and they both complement each other. Kareem Hunt's yes, a better catcher. Very well. Very Chubb's well. a better runner. One thousand percent, and I mean, it seemed like they, they spread the ball out a lot. I mean, you have one, you two, see Baker connected with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different receivers he connected with this game. Yeah, I mean, whenever whenever you got you a connection with seven different guys, you got so many options to throw the ball. You're bound to succeed. And Odell's finally back from that from that injury. So, uh, once Jarvis Landry comes back, shoot, I mean, Cleveland looks scary. Yeah, Cleveland's definitely a scary team. They're definitely a team to look out for. All right, yeah. So let's jump to the Ravens now. Uh, they wanted to. I'll let you kick it off. Go ahead, take over. That was a crazy game, man. That was a. That was a. <laughs> I had so many emotions because Marquise Brown dropped like three different passes that all could have been touchdowns. Mark Andrews tripped over his own feet in the end zone and completely missed a a wide open end zone pass as well. 
And let's be real, Lamar Jackson was throwing dimes all over the field today. I mean, he threw for 287 yards, and it honestly could have been 350 or more if those catches had been made. Like, this was his best passing performance by far, in my opinion. I think this was the pinnacle of his passing so far. And I think this is what we're going to expect as, as the season goes on. Uh, he's just gotten better at passing this year. We saw it from week one, week two, week, and now week three. My problem is that I don't know what was going on with the running backs. I have no idea why Tyson Williams only got five carries because he ended up in terms of uh, yards per carry outproducing every single other running back that got carries. Latavius Murray got seven, but he only went for 28 yards. Tyson Williams got five and went for 22. Yeah. You got to give Tyson, you know, I know he has, he sometimes has some blocking issues, but like, if you need a running play, like you got to have Tyson out there. Like, let's be real. Absolutely. 1000%. He's definitely, he's easily the, the, just, the, I, don't, I wouldn't even say he's the most talented. He just, he just, he's, he has, he has, the, he has the, um, he's a better fit for the offense. Yeah. He has, he has the most speed. Yeah. The most speed with Lamar and you, you have speed with speed. You can't stop it. And I would say you just abuse it until you can, you don't need a, you don't need a, a big bruiser type back running with the ball with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you need you need a speed guy that he can kind of you know if even if you guys do want to run a uh, an, an RPO or some read options or anything like that, you can give him to him. He can just burst out of there. Yeah, you, know, you need you need more of that than more than more so than a guy who gets right to the hole and he's getting mauled because he's just trying to run over everybody. Yeah. And we gotta talk about that the final minutes of that game. Justin I, Tucker, that fourth and what was it fifteen? conversion something it was it was fourth and something it was a big yeah. conversion that at that point I was like man like this game really might be over and then I, I see I see Lamar drop back and I see how much time he has and I'm like that's a pass like that's that's a completion right there and he threw it right to Watkins he didn't drop it thank god he did thank not god drop it. Sammy Watkins you lived up to the moment finally yep and he and that pass set them up for a 66 yard field goal attempt and Justin Tucker kicked it, and it bounced off the, the crossbar right at the bottom middle, and it right went it. in, which is so – like, what are the chances that even happens, man? Honestly, I think – man, I think the spirit of Mo was there with us, bro. <laughs> and he he blew it in. He blew it in real quick. He just pushed it in real quick. Pushed it in right quick, yeah. Hey, Justin Tucker, you got it, man. I, I can't I can't, I can't, can't say anything else. Um. I, I can't believe he, he hit the kick. I, was, I turned the game on because I I was having a group chat with all my friends. We were just, they were just all texting about it. I'm like, what the, what's going on? What's going on? So I turned the game on and I'm looking, I'm like, there's no way they're about to attempt a 66-yard field goal. Get out of here. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, but if anybody can kick it, it's it's going to be Justin Tucker, of course. Yeah. And of course, he gets he gets just enough to hit the crossbar for it to go in. I mean, uh, cra- crazy turn of events. Me per se, I would say that I was not expecting the game to be so close. But like you said, a lot of drop touchdowns, a lot of guys tripping over their feet. Just, just a lot of a lot of a lot of small things that that needs to get fixed in practice that Lamar would definitely get get on his guys about, and they'll fix it in practice. And you'll probably see way more touchdowns this week for sure. Yeah, they were on the plane right afterwards, just immediately talking about the game and going for film. Lamar was watching film the second he got on the plane, so I expect him to be better than this. But yeah, th- this this game should have been like 35-17. Yeah. Instead of 19-17. Like 
Yeah, but I do want to shout out, I mean, Jared Goff played a really clean game. Yes. yes. Really clean game. And, uh, and it seemed that uh, that, that Detroit, Detroit has a pretty good running committee with uh, Jamal yeah. Williams and DeAndre Swift. I mean, they both produce the same. You can't be mad at it. I mean, you go with either or, you're going to get the same production. They're going to do well. Yeah, that was a really difficult backfield for uh, Baltimore to stop. And they also had, you know, they have some, they have some guys to throw to. Uh, TJ Hawkinson was a, he was really held in check. You could tell they really planned their entire game plan around TJ Hawkinson. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but Mark Andrews had a great game too. This, I think, this was the best game of the year best so, game far. so far. Yeah, easily and, best game so far. And look, when Rashad Bateman is healthy, he might come back either next week or the week after. I believe I believe I saw something that he's going to practice this week, so I I I would be I wouldn't be surprised if you see him get a couple snaps on Sunday. I don't think they'll throw him in immediately for a heavy production, but he'll definitely get limited snaps this weekend if he if he makes it out through the week of practice. Yep. Yeah, he is. uh, He's off IR finally, short term IR, and he is. I I just can't wait for him. He they're going to use him. He's he's their first round rookie. They're going to use him, and I'm excited because he he's really good. He has really good hands, and honestly, Bateman maybe makes some of those catches that Marquise yeah, one thousand percent. I I believe that's he's the piece you guys are missing for sure. Um, I mean, he's just he's just you know he just has strong hands and he's capable to go up and just snag it out of the air with yep. no problem. And you guys are definitely missing a receiver. You guys need one just like that. And I think once you guys get that back, you guys are gonna be able to just move the ball around so much that you guys nobody's gonna be able to know what to guard because I feel like. There's going to be safety help over top with Marquise Brown. It's going to lead to a lot of one-on-one tough grabs with Bateman, who's shown that he's capable to make it happen with no problem. Yeah, and I kind of like how Baltimore is kind of turning into a little bit more of a passing team. I mean, I know we're strongest at the run, but, like, we do need to get better at passing, and this is a great yeah. chance to, you know, to, to work at it. Um, and, yeah, and also on Bateman, I mean, he's a great route runner. I mean, we saw him – I saw training camp videos of him cooking yes, Marlon Humphrey. Absolutely. Yeah. who is one of the best corners in the corners league. in the league easily. So once, when you got a guy like that, who's coming in and immediately making an impact like that in training camp where everybody knows, like, obviously this is the guy that you guys have. Yep. He's going to make noise. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of all I got to say on this uh, Detroit with a valiant effort, but 66 yard field goal can't have nothing in Detroit. <laughs> Not, nothing you can do about the aim bot, man. Nothing you can do about the aim bot. <laughs> I'm waiting for a a seventy yard attempt at Denver. <laughs> the air is thinner; he can do it. He if he if he's got to break his own his way, break break his own record. You think he can do it? I I I, 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 I don't I don't I don't I don't doubt it. Honestly, I really don't. He warms up with seventies in in yeah. practice. So yeah, I, I don't doubt it. I think he has enough leg to get it done. This solidifies Justin Tucker as a top three. 100% top kicker. kicker of all oh, time. yeah, easily. Yeah, 1,000%. Arguable for GOAT, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, let's, let's go to Cardinals-Jags. <sighs> I mean, there's not much to talk about. The Cardinals just kind of destroyed them. I, I was a little surprised that they gave up 19, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Uh, Trevor was, Lawrence threw two interceptions, had two fumbles, did not look great. Uh, but he also had 219 yards. And touchdown. I mean, it's not. He didn't have a horrible game. But this is this was James Robinson's coming out game for the Jets. Yes, absolutely, one thousand percent. I will say that I've noticed there has been a tremendous drop down in Arizona's pass rush ever yeah. since week one, and I think it has a lot to do with uh, Channel Jones. I think a lot of teams just kind of you know they're just they're mm-hmm. focusing on hey, let's take him out. Let's take him out in the game. 
Let's see. Like, let's let's. I'd rather have these other guys get to us than have Chandler Jones keep sparking the plug and, and getting everybody else riled up. Um, but for sure, it was a great game from the uh, from the Cardinals. Um, AJ Green is he all of a sudden he's revived. He's come back from the dead. Five catches for 112 yards. I mean, you can't be you can't be mad at that. Averaging 22 yards a catch. I mean. When you have a when you have a guy like that who seemed like he was struggling a bit and he's finally, you know, coming back to himself, you can't be nothing but happy for a guy like that. Yeah. Um, I remember when Adrian Green was arguably one of the best receivers in the league, and then there was just a significant drop off for the past three, two three years. I don't know it had a lot to do with injuries, but even when he was healthy, it just he didn't seem the same. So I'm glad he's finally getting back to form. Um, he just he's becoming the Adrian Green that everybody knows and loves. Um, Christian Kirk too. He he seems like a guy that they just. They just love – Kyle Murray just loves slinging the rock deep. I mean, um, even in red zone. Red zone, it seems like he gets targeted the most in the red zone too. It just seems like he's a, a confident guy that he must be working out with Murray after practice or they have some – they have some own, you know, their own little connection going on. They like to uh, get going on. I don't know what it is. Yeah, we mentioned before the season how, like, we felt like they needed to have a number two guy to really step up. I think Christian Kirk is that, that yeah, number two guy. he's definitely he's the number two guy. And um and even outside of him, like you said, they got AJ Green and Rondale Moore, who they didn't use too much this week. But I mean, he's still a really, really good receiver. Yeah, it's kind of hard to use Rondale Moore when AJ Green's coming out five catches, averaging 122 yards a catch. I mean, yeah. keep giving them, the, keep feeding them, let him build his confidence up, keep feeding them for sure. I mean, yeah, AJ Green seeing like the third best corner on the team, most likely, and that like he used to be a guy that saw the best corner on every single team every, every yeah. week. Like now he's seeing the third best. Like he's gonna, I think Adrian's gonna eat for the rest of the year for the most part if he stays healthy. Yeah. Um, I got one thing to I got one little rant. Um, Urban Meyer, cut the college football plays out. You're you were running a college offense in the NFL. It is so obvious, everybody can see right through it, man. Adjust to the game, make a smarter, just a more mature playbook. You have you have to adjust. You can't bring this Ohio State. You know this this quick tempo and just you know these 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 weird play calls and weird route combinations. You can't it doesn't work like that in the NFL. These guys are way smarter. This is the top tier guys playing on the field every Sunday. It's not going to be you know the freshman you can pick on in college. You can't just do that every in the NFL. It's not like that. Um, I think there's one they call it a flea flicker. If any team is calling a flea flicker in 2021, the the OC head coach somebody needs to get talked to because there's no way. That this place should be getting called at any time in the game. If it's not for the win the game or you're trying to do something in that essence of just create a spark. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, so, it's, so, it's no reason to call it. And it resulted in a pick six for Byron Murphy. Yep. So it's obvious that this play does not work. Don't run it again. You're making Trevor Lawrence look horrible when he's not that bad. You got to help him out a little bit. And honestly, I think they need, yeah, I think they need to short up their route running because if Trevor Lawrence is not hitting deep, you need to give him some dump offs or something to at least get him going. Like they, they I think they need to use Lavisca Chenault more. They traded for Dan Arnold. They're probably going to use him in that role too. Uh, I'm just worried about, yeah, Urban Meyer. He finally got the hint and started using James Robinson, but like, that's, that's a baby step. You need to keep going. Like you need to, yeah, you need he to, needs to get 15, 15 to 20 touches every single game. He deserves game. it. Yeah, you got you got to mature this offense fast. If you want this team to succeed, you got to mature the offense. You just got to run a more NFL style offense. You cannot run this Kyle style. Everybody, everybody running gun. It just, it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. And to the people who think that like 
Alabama could probably beat the Lions. Like you should watch this game <laughs> because for sure. one thousand percent. Like like you said, like they're kind of they're using college. They're basically concepts. Using college play. Yeah, and they're, using they're getting picked apart. The yeah, it's just yeah. not going to work. Yeah, and they're getting picked apart by the Arizona defense, which their secondary still sus. So one thousand percent. All right, let's let's go ahead and jump to the Chargers versus Chiefs game. This was a really exciting game. I, I got something to say on the Chiefs, man. I got something. I'm to say loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Keep it. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling, man. The Chiefs are too comfortable. They are way too Wait, comfortable. Thank you. I'm In the first half, first half looks like they sleepwalk through every single game. First half because they're like, eh, second half we'll come back. We got my homes. You cannot be that comfortable in the NFL. I do not care if you have a, an all-star lineup as you're on your offense. You cannot be that comfortable. No way. Not at all. Any I mean, team in the NFL. You, you see that they're capable to get it done. But, I mean, every eventually teams are only going to get better. Nobody's going to just stay stagnant and keep losing to you guys. Everybody's going to come with better game plans every single year to make something else work, to make something work, to make to stop somebody. Um. Mahomes threw two interceptions against his secondary, which is really surprising to me. Um, I know one wasn't his fault. It was off a tip pass to his receiver. But Mahomes, I know you like to be flashy and all, but, you know, you can't be throwing these no-look passes just to anybody. Marcus Kemp is not ready for a no-look pass in the middle of the field. You know, he's not expecting that. Um, and it just turned into an interception for Asante Samuel Jr., who has back, who's had back-to-back picks in, uh, in, in two games now. So he's really, he's really uh, showing his uh, talent. But um, – like you said, they're, they're becoming too comfortable. Um, they just need to, you know, be the Chiefs for four quarters, not two quarters or three quarters or the last four, the last 15 minutes of the game, you guys want to be the Chiefs and come back and win the game. It's just not going to work every week. Teams are going to adjust. Teams are going to play you guys harder. Just And everybody's just going to, going to want to beat you guys. You guys are the best. You guys are the top-tier team. You're going to get your best game from every team. So you got to be prepared for that. And teams aren't playing scared against the Chiefs anymore. They're being aggressive. And, you know, back in, you know, announcers always talk about how the way to beat the Chiefs is you, you got to hold on the ball the entire time. You got to, you got to run the ball. So make sure they don't get it. That's a way, but like, you can't, you, gotta, you can't play you scared send, against them. You got to send your dogs at Mahomes. Let them move around a little bit. Yeah. I think we saw that a little bit in the Super Bowl with, with Tampa Bay. They kind of exposed that, you know, you get Mahomes moving a little bit. He gets a little flustered, just a tad bit. He, he's obviously capable to make the plays, but it does it, it frustrates him just a tad bit because he likes to stay in the pocket. And he likes for his, his deep plays to develop. You know, he's not capable to do that. And he has to roll out and scramble or roll out and throw to these checkdowns. He's not really comfortable with doing that. Yeah. And if you can just kind of do what the what the Ravens did uh, when they beat the Chiefs was that not only did they just make sure Tyreek Hill was covered, make sure Travis Kelsey was covered. Those were two immediate go-tos. Those were his first two reads. Travis Kelsey. Every single time. Every single time. You cover those two guys. You bring a decent enough pass rush to make him scramble. Then you bring maybe a safety to kind of to uh, pressure him and actually go up to him and make sure he doesn't scramble because he will run for those yards. Yes. If you 100%. prevent his scrambling, you lock down his two targets, this is a very beatable team because their defense is not very good. And – like they don't focus until the final two quarters of the game. So something's going on with, with the chiefs coaching wise. Uh, I'm not sure if, and just player wise, they're just not focused in my opinion. And uh, I, I would say, I would say it's more so that the players are just, they're, they're so high on a pedestal. Like, we know, we're going to make the two ball every year. We have nothing to worry about. 
you know, we 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 know who we are. We know we know what we're capable of. Well, you know, you guys need to start winning games and start showing it because every team's gonna come with everything they got every week because they want to take you guys out. And um, I, I know it's three weeks, but they're they're the bottom of their division right now. <laughs> like, yeah, they're the bottom of the division that they should obviously be at the top of with no problem. Honestly, the Chiefs should be the team that's three and zero in the division. In the division, not the, not Denver and us, but you know. We'll, we'll talk about my boys in a little while. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll talk about them soon enough. But, um, yeah, Tyreek Hill had another another disappointing game. One, uh, his, He had one carry for 11 yards, five of seven receptions, 56 yards, and a fumble, which really, you know. Look, like, if you're having a bad performance and then you finally get the ball and you fumble, like, that's such a bad look. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good look. And I think there was a span where they had three straight turnovers, I think, in the first half. I think Mahomes threw a pick, yeah. and then Edwards Lair fumbled, and then Tyreek fumbled, and it's just like, man, these guys look like they're falling apart. They need a reality check. They need to snap back in, lock it back in, and just be who these guys are. Everybody knows who the Chiefs are. Just play up to the standards for four quarters. Enough of this two-game BS, two-quarters BS. It's, 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 it's no point of doing it. And the question is, when are they going to wake up? Because you would have thought that Ravens game would have woke would have them up. Woke them up. Because it's like th- you've been beating these guys for three years in a row, destroying them, and now you lose to them. It's like, but they probably—I even... don't want to assume—but they might have written it off as a fluke. It's been like, yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll, that's okay. We'll go next. We'll week. see them now. They lose again. Whatever. Yeah, and and at that, this is this is a division game. You guys, they ha- they need these games because then, you know, this this loss and this this start to the season. This this could come down to you know their placement in the playoffs because of the division losses and, and wins and losses and everything like that. So yeah, but also it's the Chiefs, not too concerned. You know they are. Total. Yeah, exactly. One thousand percent. Clyde Edwards Alaire had a really good game. I was pretty surprised by that. Yeah, he really minus the fumble. I would say that he's definitely having some fumble fumble issues. And I think they have For to sure. assess, they have they need to assess that ASAP and kind of get that get that out of the way because he's having a hard time holding on to the ball. Yeah. Uh, but also, we gotta give credit to the Chargers. I mean, I thought they they started oh, they played, the game they, really, really strong. I thought they were kind of, I thought they kind of fell apart towards the end, but they did just enough to win enough to win the game. Absolutely, and it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Win is a win. So they won the game. One thousand percent. I I would say this is a great game for Herbert. Um, yeah, we really got to see how good he is when he go, when he's matching up against another great elite quarterback. You know he 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 showed his he showed his guns this week. He showed, listen, I'm here to stay. Four touchdowns. I, I threw, I'm throwing four touchdowns. He's averaging seven yards a pass. Um, yeah. Mike Williams finally coming alive. I'm 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 happy for him honestly. I really am because um they've been desperately looking for a number two. Yes. And Mike Williams finally showing up. He's finally showing up. he's capable to be that number two they need. So um yeah man, Chargers are scary. I got to give it to him. They're really scary. Yeah, they've got pieces everywhere on mm-hmm. both sides of the ball. This Absolutely. is going to be – I could see them making playoffs straight up. Yeah, easily. And this is going to be a tough division now because now the Chargers are good. Now the Raiders are looking really good. Broncos have some confidence coming off three three wins. Exactly. Even though let, – let me, let me just say this now. Let's not forget that the three teams that the Broncos have played have a combined record of 0-12. Yeah. So, everybody, hold your horses. We'll get a real look at them this week when they play a team that's actually – one games and is real competition. We talked about this uh, in in the divisional preview for, for the uh, for the AFC, and we had talked about how the Broncos starting schedule was so good, we wouldn't be surprised if they started three and zero, and they did, and they did. So, all right, yeah. Do, do you want to go on to the the Saints Patriots? 
Oh, uh, yeah, we can. Uh, let's talk about this Saints-Patriots game. Um, I didn't watch it much. I didn't really get a good look at it. Um, I saw some clips. I saw some highlights. Um, yeah, you know, looking at looking at box score watching. Um, Mac Jones threw 51 times, which is really surprising to me because this uh, Patriots offense really is heavy on play action and running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, throwing, run, 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 throw, run, throw. They're very old school style offense. So I, I like I like I like that they're adjusting to the NFL, and they're in there. You know they're coming becoming more of like a gunslinger offense. But um, Mac Jones threw three picks, and whenever anybody's throwing more than one or two, it's a bad look. Um, granted, this when the Saints secondary is healthy like they were this week, they are a really good secondary. But um, I don't know, man. Three picks is it's it's not a good look. Um, I would say Kendrick Bourne. Uh, was the he led the team in yards, uh, six catches, and he averaged 16 yards a, a catch. Had a touchdown too, but uh, Jacoby Myers is obviously the wide receiver one. 14 targets, nine catches, 94 yards, 10 yards a catch. You can't be wrong with that. Um, I was kind of I kind of figured he would be their guy after last year and what he was doing last year. He was kind of emerging as the guy, but I'm glad he's finally just you know falling into that role. Yeah, and you know what? I think uh, people hopped off the James Winston bandwagon too early. Because everyone would, last week was just like, man, never mind, Jameis sucks. I was like, man, just just, just relax, one. just relax a little bit. Give, yeah. him, give him give him another game, to, you know, get his confidence back and you know performing it again. And he, and he came out and he showed and he had what eight incompletions only. Yep. Granted, he only threw for 128 yards, but let's be honest, Jameis Winston isn't really going to throw for four, three four hundred yards when he has Alvin Kamara and they run the ball with Taysom Hill, who obviously is still effective running the ball. Um. Tony Jones Jr. is another option that you get, they give the ball to. And they're not really a deep-throwing team. This has never been their scheme. Um, I think it's just more so that the defense is kind of giving him better field position when they turn up, when they get in turnovers like this. So it's not he's not going to get, you know, yep. two, three hundred yards a game. Yeah, and, I mean, they also just don't have a solidified number one guy to go to every single time. So there's not a guy that, you know, James can just throw it up to in a 50-50 situation and just – be confident he's gonna he's gonna get the ball. Uh, the closest they have to is Marquez Callaway, but at the same time, he hasn't been super productive so far this season. And he get he did get a touchdown this week, uh, but you know it, he's thrown to a bunch of guys at this point. Yeah, it's just a, at this a group point. of guys. And you know Kamara's getting twenty four carries a game. I mean, obviously he's not gonna throw for yeah two three hundred yards when he doesn't have any crazy like you know, wide receiver, he doesn't have a solidified wide receiver one right now. Yeah. So right now, Kamara's looking like the wide receiver one, honestly. That's that's the crazy thing about it. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Patriots fans, look, you shouldn't expect to make the playoffs this year. I said it back in our, in our preview, making playoffs with a rookie quarterback is tough. It's very, very difficult, yeah, especially very difficult. in a stacked AFC. There are so many good teams mm-hmm. that can make playoffs this year. Uh, and, you know, the AFC North's going to have at least two of them. And AFC West probably gonna have two of them as well, at least. So it, it, it's gonna be extremely difficult for the Patriots to make the playoffs at this point. Uh, but there's always next year and the year after that. That's the bonus with a rookie quarterback is that they're probably not gonna be as bad as they were the year before, right? So yep. So hold on, you, you all gotta. Oh, I've had enough winning. All right, let some other teams. Yeah, win. Let, let, yeah let, let's let somebody else have some fun. Belichick, take a back seat. You know. Enjoy, enjoy some vacation time, you know, enjoy, enjoy some time on the beach, which I, which I know he's probably not. He's probably studying football like a madman all yeah. offseason. But, you know, enjoy, enjoy your offseason, Bill Belichick. Enjoy it again. <laughs> all 
All right. Falcons Giants. This was a game I did not enjoy watching, but at the same time, man, Daniel Jones disappointing in my opinion this game. I think he did do good, but I don't know. I feel like he should have won this game against this Falcons secondary, right? Yeah, and um I would say it's more so it has a problem with this Giants defense is just not they're not as good as I thought they were. Mm-hmm. And some a couple others as a couple other people probably as well. But um yeah this 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 Giants secondary I thought this was the stronghold of their defense and they're looking like they're lost out there. I mean, I figured, you know, Logan Ryan, the vet experience, the vet leader that they need to get everybody together. And they have Bradbury, got a Dory Jackson, Jabril Peppers. I mean, there's there's so many guys that you could name. You'd be like, yeah, this secondary should be amazing. Yeah. But just like just like Washington, the secondary is falling apart. I don't know what's going on. But um, I guess big ups to the Falcons are finally getting the first win this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, big ups to the Falcons for actually winning this game. They actually used Calvin Ridley pretty pretty well um gave him a lot of targets Cor- cordell patterson Edison. is the biggest surprise of the year he's kind of coming out of nowhere right now yeah and he's doing really really good for this team he's doing really good things for this team and honestly kyle pitts i mean they're they're, they're definitely game planning to get him out of the game for sure you can tell yeah these teams don't want him to have these crazy explosive games nobody yeah. wants a rookie tight end that everybody's hyping up and they're just sewing talking yeah. so crazy about they obviously don't want this guy to have the good game they'd rather have a guy like Calvin Ridley yeah Cordell Patterson uh Olamide Zacchaeus these all these other guys they'd rather these other guys have these games yeah so and I mean Falcons fans don't be concerned tight ends take two or three years to actually get going so you know let him bulk up over the offseason I think he's gonna end up being really really good next year Saquon Barkley he kind of came back a little bit yeah, uh, my issue with Saquon is that he doesn't take the the immediate hole in the in the defense. He kind of tries to bounce back and tries to make a big play and get he gets sometimes he gets negative yards. Sometimes it works. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I, and I think a big thing with Saquon is that he needs to get his confidence back. It's obvious. He's um he's second guessing himself. He just doesn't want to come into a situation where he wants people probably fall on his knee. He's one of, he's, he just doesn't. He's trying to prevent anything possible where he's going to come into a big mall and crowd that's going to cause injury. So mm-hmm. once Saquon gets his confidence back, we all know who he's going to be. We all know who Saquon is. We all know how good he is, what he's capable of. Yeah. Um. But he definitely performed well this game. I wouldn't say he didn't. Yeah. Uh, I'm just worried about his athleticism going forward because because he likes to bounce outside so much, uh, and he kind of goes for more risky risk reward plays. If he's not uh, if he doesn't keep that same athleticism as he's had, uh, it could be really tough for him to break off for big runs like he used to. Ooh, yeah. But at the same time, he's 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 gotten way better in the receiving game. He was six and seven today. Uh, sorry, in in the, in the game, uh, six and seven, forty three yards. And shoot, that's pretty good. Kenny Galladay is the biggest disappointment for sure. Yeah. On the offense. Easily. They got, he just he's not clicking with Daniel Jones. Like yeah, I mean, and the sad thing about it is that Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton both go out yeah. to hamstring injuries early in this game. Um Evan Ingram's just not, you know, he's being Evan Ingram again. Two yeah. six targets, only two catches. And at that, I think his first catch he fumbled. I believe yeah. so. His first catch in the game he fumbled, which is not good. Um this they have they, they got this, they got this guy to come in. Colin Johnson came 
the guy, I think they drafted him, I believe, a year or two ago from out of Texas. He came in and he showed out. I mean, it seems like he might be a weapon they could use but when, if, if Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton are out, you know, possibly long term. Yeah. But um, my the big question for me is, where is Kadarius Tony? I heard all this talk about him in the offseason, how they were going to use him in so many different ways. And I, I'm just not seeing the production. I'm not seeing the usage. Two receptions. Yeah, two receptions. He had three targets. And I mean, if, if you got to, you guys are talking so big about him. Where's the targets? Where's the looks? Where's the snaps? Where's the snaps? You know, it's just, it's just not really, it's not really making sense to me what they were really talking about in the offseason. The Giants kind of tend to reach a lot in the first round. I thought Kadarius Tony was a reach for where he was picked. Um, I thought Bateman, Bateman was the better receiver on the board, and I'm really glad he fell to, to yeah. Baltimore. But, yeah, like, why are you drafting a guy that you are not going to use? And yeah. they already have a lot of weapons. Maybe they should have focused more on their line, or maybe they should have focused more on their, yeah, their god-awful line, or maybe their defense, a little more defensive line. There's just a lot of holes, and I don't think they needed a wide receiver yeah, uh, when easily. they took him. I mean, they just signed Kenny. Like you know, they signed Kenny. You, you signed Kenny Galladay. You have Shepard. You have Slayton. I mean, you got you got your core three right there. Yeah. You know, you bring this guy in. What is what is he really going to do? Are you guys going to try to you know give him some give him some uh, screen passes? These jet sweeps that a lot of teams like to run with their speed guys. I mean, it just not seem like they're doing any of that. I don't know what they really their game plan is with them. Uh, but yeah, shout out to the Falcons. They finally took a game. Uh, I hope Calvin really keeps this keeps us up for my the sake of my fantasy team. And <laughs> and yeah, let, let's move on. So the Bengals blew out the Steelers. This was the biggest surprise. I would say personally for me, this was the biggest surprise of the weekend. Besides the Chargers and Chiefs game, this is easily the biggest surprise. Um. Listen, man, the Steelers are falling apart. Yeah. Big Ben is not – he's not who he was. Um, I, I, I remember – I feel like there's a clip, a viral clip, actually. Big Ben throws a pick and his three guys covering him. Yeah. And he insists on throwing him the ball still. I mean, at this point, what is – let me. what is the point? Throw it away. Get this, just throw it away. Don't even try to force anything. He's making rookie mistakes and what – this is what, year what? 12, 13, I don't know what year this is. It has to be more than that. It's something it's like 37. Yeah, this guy's been in the league forever. Big Ben's never going away. But, um, yeah, I, I really don't know what's going on with the Steelers team. This offense is falling apart. It seems like they can't, can never get a flow. And, and it seems like Najee Harris is really, you know, he's producing. He's doing everything he can. Yep. Like 14 carries. And he has 14 receptions for 102 yards. If you're, once you, if there's any time where you're running back, is your leading receiver, and he's not even really a receiving back, there's a problem. There's a huge problem. Yeah. Their line is so bad that they have – that instead of instead of running the ball because uh, Najee Harris has been inefficient, it's not his fault. The line is just so bad. He's been very inefficient to start the year. It's it's better for them to just dump it off to him and let him go. Like, yeah. it's, it's better than running for them, which is really, really bad. They have holes on that side of the – on that side of the game. They also missing TJ Watt. He, I mean, he, you can see how big of an impact he has on their defense. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely. gone and their defense was bad. Like they're missing Joe Hayden as well. Who's still yeah. out. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, and they lost Bud Dupree over the off season. I think that's how also oh, having a big effect. My apologies. Joe Hayden played this game actually, which is surprising. Oh, which I'm surprised that the, the Cincinnati receiving court has so, so much success. If their whole secondary is out there, which like you said, that shows, T.J. Watt has that big of an impact on this team. 
thought he was hurt going into the game. I thought he was. Okay, the fact that we didn't notice was (laughs) the fact that we didn't notice is bad, which shows this team needs a reality check. They need to go back, go back in. Mike Tomlin needs to go coach these guys up and get something going on because this is bad. This is not looking good. And you can honestly, you can see how how impactful Deontay Johnson is to this team. They they missed him really, really bad. And they lost him on a really, really dumb play at the end of the game that they couldn't win anyways. They threw up a, a long bomb to Deontay. He got hurt. And that's going to affect him for the rest of the season, whether Absolutely. he comes back fully healthy or not. Yeah, 100%. this is a, They're in a tough division. You got to be scratching and clawing for wins in the AFC North. And now the Bengals are actually decent. Like, now you really got to be scratching and clawing for wins. Hey, uh, Pat Fryermuth looked decent. I'm not gonna lie, he yeah, should be playing uh, yeah, over Ebron. He, yeah, he definitely should be playing over Ebron every game. No doubt, no doubt at all. Um, Juju's kind of phasing out. You can tell they're just kind of phasing him out of the offense, yeah. getting ready to get rid of him. Um, if they sign him long term after the season, I'd be very surprised. Yeah. Um, Claypool, Washington, and Deontay Johnson's obviously the receiving core, no doubt. Um, but I mean, it looks like Najee Harris part of the receiving course. He with 19 targets. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Najee kind of, he kind of took over Juju's role of uh the the short yardage gains, but Najee yeah. has the speed to turn him into big yard gains. So absolutely, you could completely replace Juju with Najee, and I think they'd be okay. I think they totally yeah, be okay. One thousand percent. Uh, uh let me get some. Let me get, yeah. Let me get some props to the Bengals. Bengals, great game. Um, Joe Burrow. He's finally – it's finally looking like the old line is finally, you know, giving him just enough time. Just enough time. I wouldn't say he has all the time, but just enough to make these big plays happen. Um, and Jamar Chase, everybody talked down on him. I want to apologize to Jamar Chase personally. Yeah, Jamar Chase, we apologize. You know, we, we thought you were a bust. And back-to-back week, two touchdowns. Hey, he Look. can catch the ball. The Bengals, the Bengals' own beat reporters were saying he looked really bad in camp. So it's like, I don't know, what else are we supposed to think? You know, so yeah, I would say yeah. he's definitely proven everybody wrong. Um, everybody wrong. Him and Joe Burrow, I, it's so obvious that the, the, the connection from college is there. Yeah. Um, this is my only thing. Is this going to affect his connection with T. Higgins? Is it going to affect his connection with Boyd? Obviously, Boyd still had a pretty decent game four catches for 36 yards, not the best. Higgins was out. A touchdown. He was Higgins was out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Jamar Chase is making the most of all of his targets. Five targets, four catches, two touchdowns. You can't go wrong with it. Um, and needless to say, this guy is blazing fast. He's just running past people. He's not really making any moves. I think the second touchdown he had, uh, it was a pretty, pretty good route. He just got open on the, in the backside of the end zone, and Joe Burrow hit him. But another week, another streak, he's just running past corners and he's just blowing past him, and he's just getting open on touchdown. And at that, it was an amazing grab. I mean, he literally almost dove, and it was a f- fingertip catch for a touchdown. I mean, you can't be wrong with the guy. The guy obviously can catch. He played us all. Jamar Chase, you you, uh, you got us. You got he us. Said, he set his expectations low, so when he did good, everyone was like, oh, my God. And yeah, they, forget oh my God. Like, they forget he was like the third overall pick or something like that. Right? <laughs> Not even that. He was obviously the most talented receiver coming out of his draft class. Everybody knew that. But it just didn't look like that in the preseason because he's dropping passes in preseason in camp. Beat reporters are saying, I don't know about Jamar Chase. He's not really looking that good. He's not performing as well as we thought he would. Well, ever since week one, he's been doing his job. So I can't I can't I can't be mad at him. 
Yeah, and it's weird to see the Bengals at the top of the AFC North right now, along with the Browns and Steelers or Browns and Ravens. Steelers are gonna have a really tough road to get back. Into yeah, the man, really it's, tough uh, road. If, if they don't get that offense in check, man, I, I just I really don't see them winning that many games because this offense just looks like they have no clue what they're doing. Big Pen, I mean, there was another video. Big Ben is literally he he's trying he to he can't he can't even roll out anymore. He fell. He literally fell trying to roll out and make a pass. I mean. He looks bad, man. You guys got to – Mason Rudolph, Haskins, somebody has to come in and just – they have to do something. I don't even know about that because I feel like, you know, Mason Rudolph might be a little bit of a better option. But I don't think Haskins would be a much better no, option. No, yeah, no. They've That's gotta, all they have. Look, they've got to draft a quarterback. In this next draft, they have to. Like, they have, mm-hmm. they have no choice. Or they got to trade for somebody or find somebody else that's young that can take over the spot because it's like – You've had Big Ben, and you've known that he's basically one foot out the door this entire time, and you haven't gotten a good quarterback, quarterback behind him that you could develop. Like, I don't know. It's, it's he's really just he, it's obvious that the 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 drop the drop off with Big Ben is so obvious. Yeah. It's just it's just you guys got to make something happen quick. Yeah. Speaking of bad offenses, uh, at least bad looking offenses, the the Colts lost to the Titans, sixteen to twenty five. Carson wants to not look good, man. He really does yeah. look good in this game. I, I, I was, I was kind of, you know, I was rooting for him, and it's, yeah. it's, it's hard to root for a guy when he's just, he's just making mistakes, and he's just not really making these throws that he should be making. Um, I don't really know what the deal is with, with um, the Colts. Uh, zero three start, which is surprising to me. I mean, they have a really good defense, but it's, it's just so hard for a defense to strive when the offense is struggling so much. You know what's strange is that, is that the line is having struggles, which is like this was supposed to be one of the best lines in the league. I know Quinn Nelson went out early in the game, but, yeah. I mean, you guys got but so still. many. There's other guys there. I feel like they should make this yeah. work. Yeah, it, it's like something with Carson Wentz. Just whenever he's on a team, their line is just bad. Like, it's just a curse with Carson yeah, Wentz. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He's just, he's, just bound to, he's just not bound to be great. Yeah, it's it's sad to say, but yeah, Carson Wentz is not performing how we all thought he would. Uh, the Titans, this this is a pretty dominant win for the Titans. This is putting them firmly in the driver's seat to win their division right now. Uh, Derrick Henry had another great game. He's back to his form after yeah, he's, that horrible week one. One, yeah, Derrick Henry's back to being Derrick Henry. And you know what's crazy? The Titans won this game despite Ryan Tannehill throwing two interceptions. Yeah. He threw two interceptions and they still managed to come back. They still and they didn't come back. They still managed to keep control of this game and win. Tannehill's looked off for yes. most of the seasons. Yes. But also, I, part of it's to do with his line, but also I think AJ Brown's been dealing with something and now he's actually out with something. Right. Yeah, he's actually injured right now, and it seems like he can't get the connection with Julio to get it working. So it's like he's just struggling all, all over. Yeah. This is uh, showing how much this offense that they're used to running with this two tight end offense. This is showing how effective it was and how he's not really liking his adjustment. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's he's got to click with these guys more. And now he does have Julio to fall back on, but now he's gonna be throwing to guys like you know Nick Westbrook, uh Ikine, I think that's how you say his name. Uh Chester Rogers, you know, he's gonna be throwing to guys like this a lot now. And I'm not exactly sure how long AJ Brown's out for, but if it's an extended uh Oh, I it, actually, I, I just uh, it just got this notification. It's a it's a week to week hamstring injury. Hamstrings okay. are dangerous. Yes, very very dangerous. They can very dangerous. They can derail your entire season. 
Yes, like, easily. One 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 ran, one bad cut, and it, he could he could easily pull his hamstring. Yep, it, it's they're gonna have they're probably gonna keep him out for a couple weeks, honestly, mm-hmm. and they can afford to do it because the next two guys are going up against are the, uh, I believe the is it the Jaguars. They're seeing the Jags and like the Jets. I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure, like back to back. Yeah, so, Jets and Jags back to back. So they got two weeks to sit him. You know, let him rest. Let him get it. Let him let him get his body right for sure. Keep him out. Let Derrick Henry eat them alive. Win the game. That's it. Like just move on. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Uh, from the other side of the ball. Yeah, we we talked about the Colts. Uh, let's go to um, the the. Do you want to go to the Broncos Jets or do you have something else to say? Uh no, that's it. I mean, we can okay. go. We can go on. It's not really much else to say. Broncos Jets. Not much to say here. Twenty six zero. The Jets looked horrible. The Broncos look pretty decent, but it's the Jets. So everyone looks good against the Jets. Yeah, uh, Zach Wilson. I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know if it's you don't have protection and you feel pressure to throw these throw these risky passes. But you throw a lot of fifty fifty balls. We're starting to notice you throw you you throw a lot of passes up for grabs. And you just just these reads aren't the best, and you're just kind of you're 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 walking into these interceptions. Um, I feel like they built this receiving core to help him, and it has yet to do that. It's not a bad core either, though. I mean, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Keelan Cole, Braxton Berrios is a little underrated. I don't think it's a horrible receiving core. Uh, I think what really hurts them is that their their defense is so bad. They get down so early. They have to throw. They can't afford to run with Michael Carter like 20 times a game Absolutely. if they wanted to, even if he was worth running 20 times a game with. You can't, can't afford to because they need to throw or else. Yeah, they, they can't afford to run the clock out. Uh, yeah, there's, there's so many things wrong with the Jets and every single facet of every single position. Like, <laughs> honestly, wide receiver is probably their best position right now yeah that, that's that they have a and not even that jameson crowder has not yet has yet to play one snap yet this season he's been hurt yep. and i think he's going to come back this week but i just i don't know just this offensive line makai beckton's out so losing him is big um i just and then zach wilson he just doesn't look very comfortable and he just doesn't look like he really knows what's going on out there like i think it's kind of hard for him to read these defenses because he's making really risky throws really bad reads it's just all just the jets look like the jets and Jets fans, I'm sorry. We said this in the pre in the in the preview. Get ready to make another uh, top five pick. Yeah. Get, get ready to you know go home early. Just you know tank for one of these tank for one of these maybe not even another quarterback maybe a, a, a receiver, running back or just, just get a lineman or something. Build this O line. Build the defense. Do something. Just you guys need help everywhere. I wish you guys the best. That's all I can say. There was a. There was actually a, a viral picture that went up of somebody DMing uh, the Jets center. Is it Chester Rogers? Is that his name? It's, it's, I forgot his name exactly. They DM the Jets center and they were like, they sent him a picture of him uh, on the right A gap and right up the middle of the dude was just running right up the middle, un- completely unblocked. They're like, yo, what are you doing? People were joking that it would look like a Madden play, like it was a Madden block. Jesus. He responded to him and he was like, This, he was like, he was right to. He was like, Y'all don't know nothing about the game. I was supposed to be in the right A gap. Uh, that's exactly where my spot was. That's exactly where I was supposed to be. I was there. I did my job. Kind of throwing shade on the left guard, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, who completely yeah. ignored him and just kind of went left. It was like, There's something going on with the chemistry in the line. And now they're calling each other out like subtly. So this is, it's, it's looking bad. This, this, this is just turmoil. And it's just fire, and it's just it's it's all bad. 
the Jets, you guys are just, just. I don't, really, I don't even know what to say, man. I, just, I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you guys' fan base. I really do. Yeah, they've got to change the culture. They got to start with that. And I think they're taking good steps with Robert Sala, but I don't know how long it can even last, really. Uh, yeah, honestly. But um, to talk about the Broncos, Tim Patrick has emerged yeah. as the number two receiver for this offense. Um, it's obvious Jerry Judy is going to be the number one guy when he come back when he comes back. And that's if he can stay healthy because a high ankle sprain is a really bad injury for a receiver. Yeah. And then they lost KJ Hamler. He tore his ACL in the game this week, which is really bad because that was the only really big deep deep to speed guy they had. But um, Tim Patrick is showing up and he's showing out. And it's obvious they're going to have to pay him soon. Uh, I believe they did. did. Did they pay him already? I'm not sure if they paid him already, but he's, sure. definitely, he's, he's definitely due for a payday after these past two seasons for sure. Yeah. Um, Corlin Sutton's looked like he's kind of get back in the swing of things. Five receptions on five targets. Can't be mad at that. He's catching every pass that's thrown to him. He's doing everything he can with what he has. But, um, yeah, this, yeah this, 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 this Denver offense is kind of – this receiving core is kind of falling apart. Yeah. Sutton's kind of taking Judy's role right now um, as, like, the go-to guy. But Tim Patrick is – kind of reminds me of, like, the connection that Teddy Bridgewater had with Robbie Anderson last year. It kind of reminds me of that. He's, yeah. he's a bigger guy. He can actually he can actually run pretty deep and catch deep passes. He's an end zone target. And yeah, I mean, they have no Fant as well. Fant helps him a lot. Um, you know, he didn't do too much. They weren't throwing too much this week. They didn't really need to. Melvin yeah. Gordon and Javante Williams just went crazy. Once they got up a good lead, they kind of just was yeah. like, let's just run the clock out. Let's get this game over with. Let's not drag it on any longer. Yeah. But yeah, there's not much else to say on the on the Broncos, Jets. Raiders, Dolphins. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you give your thoughts about this game first. Go ahead. Everybody doubted us. Everybody doubted my boys. This defense, man. I was raving about it all off season. I talked about it in the preview. I was talking about it in our chats all all season. I was telling guys this D line, man. It's gonna be something scary. I was telling people all all year, all off season. Once I saw these pickups happening and all these guys were all in these in uh, Gus Bradley's scheme before, just in different teams. I was like, this is going to be perfect. This is all all the pieces of landing where it needs to be. And the defense has shown this is a hard-nosed, flying around, just hard-hitting defense. Um, they scared me a little bit this week. There were a lot of miss-ups, mishaps, a lot of missed tackles in the open field on Jacoby Brissett, who's not even as mobile as he was before. He's walking around with the freaking robot knee, and he's, and he's breaking guys down when he's super slow juke moves. But um, – the Raiders are clicking. They're doing yeah. everything they needed to do. Uh, Derek Carr is impressing everybody once again. I was, I've been saying that he's just he's so frowned upon, but he does everything that any team would want in a quarterback. But he's just so frowned upon. Peyton Barber, you stepped up big. Your number was called. Josh Jacobs out, and you know you did what you needed to do. Twenty-three carries, one hundred eleven yards, and a touchdown. I can't be mad at it. Keep doing you until Josh Jacobs comes back. Once he comes back, you know you're gonna get phased out. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just the game plan. But um, I want to talk about how Derek Carr is really spreading the ball out to everybody. Yes. Yeah. After week one, he kind of noticed that he can't keep targeting Darren Waller 19, 20 times a game. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Waller's not really getting as many targets as he used to. Waller would usually average double-digit targets a game. You know, he's only getting six, seven a game because he's giving Brian Edwards five. Henry Ruggs is finally emerging as the, our obvious, obvious number one receiver. He has he had seven targets. Renfro's showing up. He had six targets. Uh, Kenyon Drake's getting six targets a game. I mean, I know 
I'm, I'm boosting us up just maybe a little bit, but I just want to say we're the only team with four receivers with at 200 yards apiece. Yeah. This offense is clicking. This defense is flying around. I'm loving it. Keep bringing it every week, and we'll be fine. Yeah, you, you guys started this game off really sloppy. Really sloppy. Yeah, 1,000%. To the point where everyone was I'll like, oh, this, this, this is the old Raiders, but I'm going to be real. This is not the old Raiders. This is a way different vibe about this team. A lot of people think this team's going to fall off later on. I don't know, man. They faced three elite defenses in the first three weeks, and they beat all of them. They were close games, but they beat all of them. And they are one of the best teams in clutch time. When, when it's the two-minute drill, they got to score. They can do Derek it. Carr, Derek Carr throws beautiful passes. Uh, receivers are making amazing catches. It's just like everything's clicking. Everything's going right. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen later on. Yeah, it, it's he just has the clutch gene. It's just something in him where when the going gets tough, Derek Carr turns into Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> like, yeah, he really like does. It's, it's crazy, and they've got a really they've got a really solid team all around. Um, I think the Dolphins were favorites going to this game. I'm pretty sure I bet on the Ra- Raiders to win this. I, I made some money off y'all. Thank you. <laughs> keep keep putting your money on us. Keep betting on us. We're going. We, we're looking really good. The Chargers um, are favorites against you guys. So I. Uh, yeah, I stopped the bet hey, on the Raiders. I, I, I do what you got to do. No, yeah. no worries. No, no, but, no. Um, I bet on the Raiders. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, there you go. All graces. But um, I want to, I want to, I want to point out that, you know, Jacoby Brissett actually really performed really well. Yeah. And you know, like a second. And I, I just want to say that if Tua goes down, this team can still be really good. Obviously, this offense is still really effective. The defense is the defense. But Jacoby Brissett really had his offense really dialed in. He kind of just was like picking the Raiders defense apart for a little while. I was a little nervous, but um, like you said, Mike Isaki had a really good game. Jalen Waddle was just performing outrageously. He's catching everything. It's like you can't you can't drop a pass. I don't know what's going on. I feel like every single time they threw him the ball, he caught it. I mean, obviously he did. He had 13 targets, 12 catches. But watching the game physically, I mean, he's making every catch that they need him to make. Yeah, and I mean, this is what Tua needs to do more often. He needs to target Mike Gusecki because he's he's a very very good tight end, and yes. he's on the verge he's on the verge of a breakout. And if he just gets targeted more, so Jalen Waddle also he also surprised me. He did he still did good even without Tua, um, and that connection that they have. Will Fuller is back now. That's going to be dangerous if they you know if Jacoby Brissett throws deep a little more. Uh, but yeah, the the Jacoby Brissett's a great backup for Tua, and. Yeah, this team's still dangerous even without Tua. Yeah, 1,000%. I mean, I thought this was going to be a blowout. I thought we are going to annihilate Jacoby Brissett. We're going to get back there. We're going to get at him. We're going to fluster him. But, I mean, even that, we're getting pressure almost every play, and he's just stepping up in the pocket. Great reads. He's running. He's scrambling. He's doing everything. Um, I want to give a big shout-out to somebody on defense. Denzel Perryman, you are looking like an animal out there. Yes. You are flying around. Just You're everywhere on the field, and I'm loving it. Um, Corey Little, Corey Little is doing a way better job than last year. Um, Abrams, I'm glad they finally took him out. You know, let's not have him cover anymore. Let's just have him, you know, kind of be, you know, when we have these running quarterbacks, let's just have him, you know, mirror these running quarterbacks, you know, let him guard these running backs. You know, we don't really need him guarding tight ends receivers because he's just not really good at doing that. He's good at, you know, run support, hitting somebody in open field and, you know, just keeping everything in front of him. But um, one guy who I talked about in the recap, who I said was going to be a big sleeper because we drafted him late in the draft, Nate Hobbs. Yes. My boy, 
he's looking like a dominant slot, slot uh, CB right now. I mean, every single time you need him to be there in a spot, he's making these crazy open field tackles. And just we were seeing like, oh, this guy's going to just miss his tackle, you know, rookie mistake. But every single time it proves me wrong, and I'm loving it. Um, keep doing your thing. Casey Hayward, you only let up one reception this year, but it was a safety. So, you know, don't sweat it. You're still doing great. Um, I think PFF had him ranked as like the, the number two corner in the league right now. Yeah, your guys' defense is – your team's definitely better than I expected. I mean, I, in the predictions, I said y'all might, could finish last, and now y'all might finish first or second. Like, it, it's it's that real. So Yeah. I took my boys and won the division. I wasn't wrong. You know, I got, I got all faith. I knew this defense was going to be something different. I knew bringing Gus Bradley was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw on training camp a lot of people were just saying, like, you know, this defense is really different this year. And I hope that people are kind of, you know, not just taking the Raiders hype, you know, Raiders fan base is hyping them up every year. A lot of people are like, no, this is a real deal. This defense is really, really different. And it's showing. Yeah. Um, you guys have a serious chance to win the division. I mean, your schedule gets easier from here on out, right? Yeah. You guys um, go against uh, next week. We got we got Chargers next week. That's tough. going to be a tough game. But after that. Game. After that, we Bears, got. Uh, you guys can take the Bears. Yeah, no doubt we can take the Bears. You know, we just, we we have a really good schedule going forward. I don't think that we'll end up going like six and zero or five and zero. I can see us, you know, in the next, you know, before our bye week, I can see us, you know, maybe squeezing out like you know a good like you know five six game five six wins. But even that, I'll take it. Um, I'm 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 glad for us, you know, to keep keep this train moving. I just don't want us to take a downfall in week eight and we have that bye week. I want to see, you know, let's, let's, you know, take our week off, but let's, you know, when we come back, let's reel it back in, you know, let's keep everything moving how it was. Honestly, you guys could be undefeated for a little while longer. I mean, you guys have proved against three elite defenses, you can still score the ball. Yes. And so that should scare any defense that is elite that, you know, they got to realize they got to step up for this game. They can't sleep on the Raiders because uh, they can still drop. A lot of and I want to and I want to say that this run game is looking so effective. We're missing three starting yeah. linemen. Three starting linemen are out right now. We're when we or this run game is still looking effective. When I'm loving this it, scheme is really good. Yeah, the scheme's really good. I mean, when Peyton Barber is being successful in a, in a scheme that no one would expect him to be great in, yeah. then you just know it has nothing to do with the guys there. These guys are just doing their job, and everybody's just doing the right thing. All right. Speaking of guys doing the right thing. Well, I guess they're not doing the right thing. The, the Seahawks versus the the Vikings. That was a really tough game to watch if you were a Seahawks fan. I mean, Chris Carson did his thing. Russell Wilson was all right. But, like, man, their defense this, was the defense, so bad. Yeah. This defense, man, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a secondary or it's just they don't really get a lot of pass rush going on. And Kirk Cousins is really getting really, – getting, really, he was really comfortable – but uh, he tore them apart, 30 for 38, 323 for three touchdowns. At that, Alexander Madison ran all over them. Yes. I could only imagine what Dalvin Cook would have done. Dalvin Cook probably would have had maybe three touchdowns against his yeah. defense if Alexander, Alexander Madison was running for 112 yards. Um, he did get hurt later on in the game, but I don't think it would be a big deal because Amir Abdullah's back. He knows the scheme. He knows the offense. Nothing's really changed, so he's capable to come in and fill that, fill that, uh, fill that hole. But uh, Justin Jefferson, welcome back. Yep. Welcome back. I mean, I, I think this guy, I, I, I want to say this now, give him two, three years, he'll, he'll be a top five receiver in this league. I really do. I really do believe that. 
For um, sure. He's just produced. That's all he's done. That's all he's done since day one is produced. That's, there's never been a drop-off. There's never been any of these crazy bad games where you have, like, this guy getting no catches. He is just producing in every aspect. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, Kirk Cousins just – honestly, he's a little bit underrated still. I mean, people don't talk about him much, but let's be real. The Vikings, they, they could have started 3-0. If they yes. had gotten, you know, a, a couple lucky bounces uh, in one way or the other, they missed a kick against Arizona. They could have won that game. They're all the games have been close up until this point where they blew out the, the Seahawks. But this is a, this is a very, very good offense that has had a lot of time to gel together. That's something yes. that's underrated as well. They have a lot of time to form chemistry. Kirk Cousins knows Adam Thielen inside out. He knows Justin Jefferson right now inside out. He's really confident throwing to these guys. Uh, Tyler Conklin really stepped up in this game. Yeah, seven receptions, big. seventy yards. Honestly, I you know, if it wasn't for a, just some bad luck and a, a, some bad play by their defenses, Minnesota could be you know they could be at the top of the division, the division. easily. Right yeah, um, I would say that you know they still got to face Aaron Rodgers, who's obviously looking back to himself, but um. But they also got to see the Packers' defense, which is horrible. Yeah, it's horrible right now. Yeah. But um, this 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 Minnesota defense is definitely way better than what their record is. Uh, yeah. This offense is way better. Um, their defense is not as great. They got some guys, but you know, it's just kind of they just have these vets that are kind of just old. Yeah. They're not really capable to keep up with these young guys. But uh, this team is way better than the record. It's yeah. it's obvious. This game showed. They came out and just tore apart Seattle. Um, and it seemed like, you know, offensive-wise, Seattle had a pretty good game. Uh, Russell Wilson only got sacked twice. He threw no interceptions. 298 touchdown, averaged nine nine yards a throw. Uh, Chris Carson did his thing. Six yards a carry, 12 carries, 80 yards and a touchdown. DK did his thing. I mean, it just seemed like that. It was just kind of just like they couldn't handle the shootout. Yeah. They kind of – it seemed like they kind of, you know, they just had a down point, and then Minnesota just pulled, apart, pulled away. So it was – yeah, and honestly, Minnesota's a they're a sneaky good team, or they're a sneaky um, team to make playoffs this year. If the Bears don't get going, I can see the Vikings taking their spot and even making playoffs in the wild card. Yeah, uh, the Seahawks, I'm very concerned about right now because their division is so good. They have they have two three and teams in their division. They have one two and one team, and they are the one and two team. So they're bottom of their division, and it's not looking good. Yeah, it's not looking good at all. You lose against, and you know what's funny is, is actually the Titans and the Vikings are kind of very similar. Yes, like teams, and they lost against them. They lost against both of them, and they lost. Uh, they got worse in the week after the Titans game, which should tell you something. Is that they're not ready for any type of team that has a really good running back, and just one, even just one good wide receiver. Like they're yeah. not ready for a team like that. And it's going to be very tough for them because their entire division has either running backs. Great receivers or great running backs. Like, yep, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's going to be hard for them to succeed. Uh, I think that they need to get this defense in order. They just need to get more guys there, or just you know get their guys' confidence up. Or I don't know what it really is, but they got to figure something out. Yeah. Uh, let's jump to the the Bucks versus Rams game. This is one of the most highly anticipated games of the week, and. And the Rams just kind of blew them out for a while, and then the Bucks just kind of scored in garbage time to keep it close. 
honestly, this is a big push for the Rams' confidence yeah. for their mental because um, now they think they they might be able to beat him in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, let me let me just say one thing that Matthew Stafford is looking phenomenal. Yes. He is just lighting up every single defense every week, and it just seems like you know you, you really can't stop this offense. I have yet to see one team stop this offense, and I thought that the Bucks would be the team to do it, and it, it, it's just not it's just not happening. Um, this is kind of looking like their Super Bowl team with this offense. This offense is really looking like that Super Bowl team when they had that deep Super Bowl run. Granted, Tiger Early had got injured in the Super Bowl and they couldn't really use him as much, but this team is really scary. And his defense is only getting better every single week. And it's just, it's really, it's just really, really getting, it's getting scary, man. I don't know. And then DJAC, one of the best deep threats of all time, he's still producing. Yeah. How do teams not know to cover this guy downfield? It just seems like every single time he loses the safety, even when the safety help, the safety just always seems lost when Deshaun Jackson is on the field going deep. Yeah, this was a – I didn't expect it to be this big of a blowout for the Rams. I thought it would be a much closer game. But, you know, look, Tom Brady threw 55 times in this game. I'm not sure if that's a, that's a path of success for them. They need to get more out of their running backs – Gio, Gio Byrne had no rushes. He was the running back, and he had no rushes. He had just nine of ten receptions, receptions. Yeah, which is kind of ridiculous. Leonard Fournette didn't. He was four carries, eight yards. He did nothing. Ronald Jones five carries, eleven yards. Did nothing. Their running backs are not looking good right now, and they need a lot more production from them because Tom Brady cannot just be throwing fifty times a game, and you expect to win the game like that. Easily, not going to happen. Cooper Cup has been fantastic. I mean, his connection with Stafford, you know, they get breakfast together. They go down and look at the playbook and practice. Like, they are, like, they're, they're like, this close, man. And yeah. you finally see what happens when you take a quarterback who was on a bad team and give him a fresh start with a good team. And at that, not even that, just, like, Matthew Stafford is an amazing quarterback. Yeah, He's just been in a horrible organization. Horrible situations. It's just he's never been in a place where he could succeed. You see how good he is when he's in a place where he can succeed. He has a defense to help him, and you can just have fun. Matt Stafford is looking like he's twenty out there. He's just he's running around the field. He's celebrating. He's throwing his armband off and all this stuff like that. He's having fun. And when a quarterback like this is having fun at this point of his career, that's a little scary. Yeah. The only thing that could really stop him at this point is injury. Uh, God forbid, but. Look, I mean, this this kind of goes to show how much teams and franchises matter to individual player success as well, right? Football is a team game. If your team sucks, you're probably gonna suck too. Yeah, you should look absolutely. bad. That's how it is. Uh, and let me let me just say one thing: How is Cooper Cup always wide open? I mean, this guy is every single time he gets the ball to him, there's nobody around him. I don't understand it. Travis yeah, Kelsey connection. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is the same way with Mahomes. I feel, you know, Travis Kelsey would, you know, he would be triple coverage, double coverage, something. He's always wide open. There's just nobody around him. Cooper Cup, the same way. This guy just walks into the end zone because there's nobody around him. He's just getting extra yards for yards every after catch because there's nobody around him to make a tackle. I mean, this is just, this is phenomenal. I mean, I'm loving his production. He's been lighting it up since week one, and it's just going to keep going on as long as I'm Matthew Stafford keep that connection. And the scariest part of the Rams right now is that not only do they have all this offensive talent, they got Jalen Ramsey and they got Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. Like, 
and everybody else in that defense just feeding off those two guys' energy. Yep. Yep. It's this, it's crazy. This is a this is this, one of the most stacked teams in the league right now. And yeah. they're probably, in my opinion, they're probably Super Bowl favorites, at least in terms of getting to the Super Bowl from the NFC. It's it's between them and the Bucks. And if they can do this to the Bucks again in, in playoff time, man. I would say that this was a preview of the NFC championship. And yeah. we'll definitely see another crazy impact, crazy high impact game like this again. Yeah, for sure. If, and, uh, as long as Aaron Rodgers doesn't pull a miracle and somehow beats either the Rams or the Bucks before he gets there, then I don't know, man. I really, I really, oh, I really don't know. I really don't know how Aaron Rodgers is going to win another Super Bowl in this NFC with these when have teams like this. There, I love Aaron Rodgers, but there's no way he's going to beat this Rams team. Not with that defense going against him, and with how bad the Packers defense has been. It is, yeah. But we'll get into the Packers next because the Packers just barely squeaked out against the San Francisco 49ers, 30 to 28. They won off of a 30-second, 37-second final drive, no timeouts. Mason Crosby kicked the game-winning field goal. Man, I mean, how do you how do you feel about this game? I mean, it's, their defense was just so yeah, bad. This game shouldn't um, have been this close. Like I would say that Aaron Rodgers, this is probably one of his best games so far this year, and he looked really well. This offense looked like they were clicking in all cylinders. Him and Devontae Adams, you know, they're getting that connection back. They're getting that one-two punch back. You can't stop them. Yep. And Devontae Adams took a really, really scary hit, and he came back in the second half and still produce at the end of the game when needing to win the game. Yep. Um, that shows how great a receiver Devontae Adams is. But he took a really scary hit, and I thought, you know, he's easily done for the day. But here he comes back after halftime, pop back in the game, and just getting right back at it, right back at it, just like that. Um, like you said, just the only unfortunate thing is that this Green Bay defense is so, so bad. Um, Jimmy G, he, and he didn't really have an amazing game. He got sacked four times and he threw a pick and he was 25 for 40, but he still managed to throw two touchdowns. He still managed to throw for 257 yards. He still managed to get George Kittle going, still managed to get Debo Sammy going. And finally, losing Brandon Ayuk. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, this is just, you know, just a great performance from Aaron Rodgers. He took him down to the end of the game with, I think it was what, 30 seconds left on, 30 seconds left on the clock to go down. And he took, got what, six, 50, 60 yards in like three plays. It's ridiculous. Um, big ups to Aaron Rodgers. Big ups to Mason Crosby for actually making the field goal and not choking. But uh, they squeeze away with this one. But uh, I don't know how many games they can win like this going on in the season. Yeah, if the Niners were a better offense, uh, this would be a different story, most likely. Uh, they they did do really good this game. Jimmy G actually, I think he had a pretty good game for Jimmy G standards. Uh, he did lead a almost game-winning drive. And Kyle Juszczyk, like, powered into the, the end zone. Uh, but, I mean, the running backs are still – they, they need, Yeah, they're all hurt. And right now they're down to Trey Sermon, and they're using Kyle Juszczyk, their fullback, as a running back right now. And Trey Sermon wasn't even good on the ground. He was 10 carries, 31 yards. He, he did not look good, which is scary because they drafted him third in third round. And this is, once again, a really bad Green Bay defense, and they are known to be porous to running backs. And if Trey, Sermon, if Trey Sermon can't do it here, I don't know if he can do it against other teams, especially on the division. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say one thing. Um, I would like for them to use Trey Lance more. 
I mean, yeah. it seems like every single time they bring him in the game, he makes these big impact plays on the game. He comes in, scores the first touchdown. Uh, earlier in the season, he comes in, he throws a touchdown. I mean, just just give the guy more chances to, you know, get on the field, get some on-field experience. I know Jimmy G is doing well and he's playing well and he's getting you guys wins and stuff like that. But, you know, let the, let the young guy, you drafted early, you drafted him in the first round for a reason. You know, maybe maybe not. I wouldn't say give him a full a full start to a game. You know, give him give him a couple series. You know, let him let him let him uh, mesh with this offense. Let him get some connection with these receivers. Let him you know build a little chemistry with the guys. So when the team does need him, or whenever Jimmy T does go out, he can go in and just pick right up with right where they left off. Yep. And uh, is this is this Jimmy G's last year on contract, or is he or does he have one more? I believe this is it, and I think he's looking for a payday. But I think the Fortnite will be dumb to pay him if they if they do. I don't think he's gonna get it. I mean, Jimmy G's. I've joked about this for years, but like his main job is to hand off to the running backs. Like this is a run first team and Trey Lance with Trey Lance, who's a really good runner. They could run uh, an imitation of the Ravens offense with a lot of uh, read options. You know, he could hold the ball one way and then have his running back come up fake and just take off, just read whatever the defense is given and just go that way. They have, they have a chance to do that with Trey Lance. They can't do that with Jimmy G. So. Yeah, I, um, me personally, I think that will work for them a lot if they just go back and adapt that Colin Kaepernick type offense with Trey Lance. He's very capable to do exactly, exactly, exactly same things Colin Kaepernick was capable to do, but just a little bit better. He's a little more athletic. I wouldn't say he has a better arm, but he's definitely more accurate than than Colin Kaepernick was. Yeah, funny enough, Greg Roman, who was the offensive coordinator on, with Colin Kaepernick, is now in Baltimore doing the same thing basically over there with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, if they want to, yeah, if they want to imitate what Greg Roman's doing, I think it would work the best with Trey Lance. Genuinely, I think this could be a really good team. And let's talk about the Monday night game, Eagles-Cowboys. I think there's not much to talk about besides, like, the Cowboys defense has been holding up pretty well. And yeah, I'm um, surprised by how good this, they've been. Yeah, this, this defense is really surprising me. Um, Michael Parsons is excelling at the end. I thought that was a bad move by them. I know they have injuries, but I didn't think they needed to move him to the end. But he's been doing really well at that position. He's yeah. getting back to the quarterback. I mean, sometimes they have him dropping back in coverage at the end. He's covering running backs. He's doing it all. Michael Parsons was definitely an amazing pick. He's been performing since day one. Um, he's definitely the most explosive guy, I think, at the linebacker position coming out of this draft. Um, this is a big I'd say game he's probably the favorite. He's probably the favorite to win defensive rookie of the year right now. Like, yeah, easily, 1,000%, because they move him around. He's just producing everywhere. Um, this is fi- Zeke's finally eating again. They got him back moving. They got his legs back warm, you know. I feel like they just needed – he just needed this confidence game with just, you know, to bring him back to where he was, and this is definitely the game for it. Uh, but, once again, Tony Pollard, he's 11 carries, 60 yards. He's averaging the same amount of yards as Zeke. So, you know, they might have a committee going on building there. Um, Dalton Schultz, he shows up once again. He comes out of nowhere. When you know that the, these other tight ends aren't producing, he comes out and he produces. Uh, CeeDee Lamb's obviously their number one receiver. Um, he just he's just so dynamic. He's capable to make plays all over the field. Um, Amari Cooper, where you at, man? You always tend to do this. You tend to hide every couple games. They need you to be more consistent because you know Gallup's out. They don't want to rely on Cedric Wilson being a number two guy to CeeDee Lamb or Dalton Schultz being a number two guy to CeeDee Lamb. They need him to be able to be dominant with his matchup every week so they can, you know, rely on him more. 
Yeah. Um, and this Eagles team, I didn't think they looked horrible, but like at the same time, they weren't getting anything on the ground, really. I mean, they had three total carries in the game, I think. And I think for combined yards, it was 29 yards. Like that's not great. I know they were down, but I feel like they should have ran the ball more. They started off really well. I believe they um, – the Cowboys fumbled the ball in, in their own end zone, right, and the defense immediately got a touchdown from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say that the offense kind of struggled the first two drives. I know yeah. on his first – it seemed like Jalen Hurts was going to go down and score, and he goes and makes a 50-50 ball, and it's a bad throw. He, he kind of yeah. underthrows Jalen Rigo on a go route, which obviously had to step on the guy if he just threw it into the end zone. And he ends up throwing an interception. And then he comes back, I believe, I don't know if it was the next drive or was the uh, later on in the game, but he threw another interception, which is not good. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was an out route to Devontae Smith, actually, and Devontae Smith slipped and threw yeah. a pick six to Trayvon Diggs. Um, uh, technically, that's not really his fault. I feel like if Devontae Adams didn't slip and fall, he might have been able to, you know, prevent that from even being an interception. But things happen, you know. And it just doesn't always look good on him. Zach Ertz finally merged again. He's been yeah, doing it somewhat for so long. Um, hopefully, this can be more consistent because they need him to. They need. They kind of need him to. You know, be a guy that they can rely on. Um, Devontae Smith. You know, they're just trying to. They're trying to work him into the offense. You know, he's a rookie. He's doing the best he can. Quez um, Watkins. He's a speed guy. You know, they're kind of using him out of the backfield. Some just throwing him these screen passes. I saw them do that a couple times. And uh, Jalen Rieger is just Jalen Rieger. Everybody kind of doubted him. And he's showing, like, you know, I'm way better than what you guys thought last year. I was dealing with some injuries. He's healthy this year. He's coming back and he's looking well. Yeah, and um, I mean, I'm just glad that I, I had a five – I had, like, a six-leg parlay, and all five hit – or five of them hit. And it came down to the Eagles, Cowboys, and I picked the Eagles. I cashed out immediately. <laughs> yeah. I I was not trusting this be, team. I cashed be, out be, immediately. Be grateful you did that. Um. You know, this Eagles team is not bad, but uh, it's not a good look when you're struggling against the Cowboys defense, yeah. which is not the best. I would say that the Cowboys defense definitely uh, – what, what, I'm trying to find the word. What is, what is the word? They, they, over, they, they, they overachieved yeah. than what everybody thought they would. Um, uh, yeah, this, this, this defense is looking really scary. If they can play like this every week with DeMarcus Lawrence out and having other injuries, I would say, you know, NFC, NFC East – be on the lookout because I had them I had them last. They might end up first. Yeah, I, I had them below the Eagles, but you know, yeah, they might end up first or second right now. Um, this is kind of a I feel like this division is a battle between Washington and Dallas right now, and I can't wait to see that matchup and I want to see what yeah. happens there. One thousand percent. But yeah, uh, I think that's gonna do it. Uh, if you guys want to check out our week two or week four preview, it should be coming out tomorrow from when this is coming out. Uh, thank you all for watching. Thank you so much. Uh, I've been Bert. Hey, see you guys later. See you guys later. Check out other stuff on the channel. If you're into the NBA NFL and all that stuff and catch you guys next time. Goodbye. Peace.